Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stobar. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode number 22. My name is Bowie Stover. My pronouns are they, them, and I am stoked to have you join me. This show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded. And I pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. So this week, friends, we are starting a little mini-series on looking at ways that you can train your body. See, I get this question asked a lot when people start training. It's like, I want to do this. I want to, you know, develop some tone, but I don't want to get bulky. Or I want to get better at running, but I don't want to, you know, insert unwanted outcome here. So what I wanted to do was really take some time to look into the different ways of training. Because you see, depending on how you move your body and the practices that you do, is going to influence the results you're going to have. So just because you use weights as part of your training does not mean you're going to get bulky. But we're not taught that. We're not The messaging in the fitness industry doesn't actually kind of break this down for us. So what I wanted to do was over a few episodes, look into the different ways that you can move your body and what those outcomes are going to give you so that you can have a better understanding of some practices that you might want to start uh, undertaking or getting involved with to help you shape your body in a way that is affirming for you. See, there are so many ways that you can train your body and the fitness industry tends to sell things like high-intensity interval training, usually in a group setting, as, uh, you know, the perfect way to, quote your fingers, get lean, or just weight-based training as a way to bulk up. And these are the two most common ways that training is perceived as being practiced. But that is so limiting. It also perpetuates a bunch of gendered stereotypes because... Getting lean and group training is really commonly sold as a feminine thing and using weights and working in a free weight space at a gym or at your home or whatever is really often portrayed as a very masculine thing to do. And it's all bullshit. Any person can train however the plot they want in whatever style they want to get whatever outcome they want. There's nothing gendered about moving your body. And there are more than just these two ways that you can train to get whatever outcomes you want. See, it's not just about, you know, the using high-intensity interval training or HIIT training to lose weight or using weights to bulk up and crow your fingers, get ripped. Yeah, get those ideas away from me. <laughs> they are two really limiting concepts that are really pushed. And the thing is, Training is more about discovering what feels good for you, learning ways that you can challenge yourself that are fulfilling and not about that surface level, superficial, how you're going to look. I mean, I'm realistically, I know that that is part of it. People move their bodies because they do want to look a certain way, but it is not what the whole focus of training needs to be about. It needs to be about 
figuring out what feels good for you and moving because you want to, because it feels good, not moving, not training because it's punishment, because of something you ate or because you haven't moved in a few days. Training should never be a punishment, regardless of what style of training you decide to practice. It is never punishment. Training and moving your body needs to be affirming. It needs to help you feel good because if it helps you feel good, you're going to want to do it. If you're perceiving training as punishment for something you've done in another area of your life, then it's never going to have a positive influence on you because that little self-talk voice in your head is putting you down and saying, this is, you know, this is, you have to do this because X, Y, Z, because you ate that food, because you slept in over the weekend and spent the days in bed watching Netflix. Fun thing to do. (laughs) But that's not, you don't train for punishment of those things. Now, what I really want to jump into today and explore is possibly my favorite way of training, which is strength training. Strength training is really cool. It's a fun way to train. It's not a high intensity activity. It's a great way to build a stronger body that's super beneficial for you long term. See, our ability to stand upright is based on our postural muscles being strong. And as we age, like they become weaker, our muscle density decreases and our bone density decreases the older we get. Sad, sad truth. (laughs) But we can slow down this decrease in muscle mass and bone density by strengthening our muscles. It's super important that we work on this. Having the strength in your body to be able to do the things that you want in your regular day-to-day life is really important. It's a way to reduce limitations or just make things as easy for yourself as possible. Now, I do understand that we all have different physical abilities, that some people can move better and more freely than others due to many different reasons. And I do acknowledge that, that for some people who are differently abled, It may not be as accessible, even if there is strength training involved, things may still not be as easy for people who are able-bodied. I 100% acknowledge that. And I know that strength training is not going to be as easily accessible for everyone. But even if you are someone who may have some physical limitations, there are going to be ways that you can move your body, that you can help develop some postural strength and just some general physical strength. It can actually be done quite gently. It's just the great thing about strength training. See, it has nothing to do with weight loss. It has nothing to do with a specific aesthetic. It doesn't have anything to do with any type of look. If you think about it, like what does strength look like? I mean, there's a stereotype of someone who's muscular and like ripped, but that doesn't mean strength. Just because a muscle looks big doesn't mean it has strength. As we're sold this image, it's like if you're bulky, big and bulky and muscular, then you're going to be strong. But that's just not true. You can have people who are super bulky, but in general, their strength is very limited and their body's ability to actually move because of the size of their muscles is limited. And if you've got big muscles that limit your body's ability to move and your joints' ability to move, that is actually long-term quite detrimental to your health. So this image that was sold that, you know, strength is a big muscular lean person is false because strength does not have one particular aesthetic if you want to look at ways that you can have strength you can have people who are quite small 
uh, in stature. They are quite lean in their body. And they can have some epic strength. The same way you see some bigger people like the people the people who do strong person competitions. They are big, solid people. And their strength is phenomenal. But it's not based on the leanness of their body. So strength is not an image. It's not a particular physique. Any person, regardless of how they look, can be strong. And that's one of the reasons why I love it so much. Strength training is a really great way. It is something for everyone and it is not limited by having to have a particular look. Particular looks with training are bullshit. <laughs> so strength training is a way of training that focuses on lower sets and reps. Reps being the amount of times we repeat one movement. So say if I lifted something five times in a row, that is five reps and sets is the number of times we repeat that number of repetitions. So if I did five reps, I lifted the kettlebell five times and then I rested and then I repeated that five times, I've just done five reps for five sets. Now, that is actually a really perfect number of sets and reps to develop strength. You want to use a moderately heavy weight, so you're not going all out here. You're going something between like 60 and 70% of what you could probably lift as your most heavy. So we wind it back to a pretty moderately comfortable weight. And we have long rests in between, like three minutes, minimum of three minutes rest when you want to develop strength. I'm going to geek out a little bit here and get a little bit technical because this stuff is fascinating to me. <laughs> Our bodies are amazing that we move them differently and we get a completely different outcome physically. Oh, so cool. Now, we rest for at least three minutes for strength training because we do not want lactic acid to build up in our muscles. Lactic acid, if you've ever done like something that's physically exertive and you get either like that really fatigued feeling in your muscles or like you work for a certain amount of time and your muscles start to burn, that's lactic acid. And lactic acid is a byproduct of energy synthesis. So our body stores energy in our muscles and it stores energy as soft tissue or fatty tissue in our bodies, which means that our body consumes that energy to fuel it to do activities but the chemical process of breaking down the energy leaves lactic acid as a byproduct so lactic acid in our muscles stimulates growth hormones so if you wanted to bulk up you would do exercises that produced a lot of lactic acid and kept the lactic acid in your muscles and that stimulates growth hormone and you get bulky. Now, strength training, we don't do that. We rest for three minutes. And that is because after three minutes, our energy systems, our stored energy has replenished itself. So those little chemical structures have found new little chemicals to connect back the chains and relink the energy chains so that we can reuse the energy again. And when we allow that lactic acid to leave the muscles and not be there anymore, and then we do another set of lifting the weight we're allowing our body to always move with enough stored energy to perform the activity it's really it's, it's really cool it's really cool to think about i hope i hope you kind of followed along to that it's pretty 
it's pretty simple. It's like do something, lift something for a few times and then rest for a while and then lift it for a few times and rest for a while. And you don't need to spend like hours in the gym or hours training to get stronger. And the overall practical implications on your body's functionality are huge. My own training program is based around strength training. It's one of my most favorite ways to move my body to work with kettlebells. And the way that my training works is I will pick three different movements. Now, when you do a strength training session, you want to pick one activity and do all the sets and reps for it before you move on. So it doesn't work in a circuit. It's like, I'll do squats, for example. I will do a certain amount of squats with the kettlebells. I do my rests. I might do that five times through. And then I move on to the next exercise and I'll do that for whatever sets and reps, finish it off, and then I move on to the third one. Training's better off done when it's like a full body exercise. If you can get as much of your body working as you can at one time and talking to all the different parts of itself at one time, you're going to get a better outcome. And my movements that I use during my strength sessions are all based around practicing functional movements. Now, I know I talked about these in episode 15, and I will link to them, but but these movements are a push movement, a pull movement, a squat, a hinge, a lunge, and a carry. Those six movements. And every exercise ever pretty much fits into one of those. <laughs> so there's a lot of room for diversity in the ways you can practice this training. But if you fit the exercises into those six functional movements, guaranteed you are going to do everything the best you can to help your body stay strong, especially as you age. Now, strength training alone, so if you didn't do anything other than some strength training, doesn't develop muscle endurance. That's a totally different thing again, <laughs> which we will be talking about in this mini series. So don't worry, we will get to that. But right now we're focusing on strength training because we just want to look at how we can Make our body stronger, regardless of what your physique is, regardless of what you've got around. There are ways that you can do it. So it's great to start with strength training in a laddered style. So I shared with you an example when we did five sets for five reps with a three-minute break. That's a ladder because we can wind it back or we can bring it up. So to start with, when you're introducing strength training, it's really great to do three reps of something for three sets with a three minute rest. So you don't want to jump straight into smashing yourself. This is another thing that training misinforms us of is that when you do a, um, any sort of training, that it's got to be all out effort. You've got to be absolutely obliterated and super sore and totally used. And that's just not true. The thing is, if you're really sore, if you're so sore that you can't move your body well, then it's going to limit how much you can move your body, as in like how frequently you can do more training sessions. So you might do two massive sessions a week where you absolutely annihilate yourself and then can't move for the whole rest of the week, but that's not really going to give you a benefit. But if you did lighter sessions every day or every second day, then you could consistently sustain that. We've got to look at when we move and when we train, we've got to look at what is sustainable because 
Training isn't about, you know, finding that quotey fingers summer body or bikini body or beach body or whatever stupid season people think that they're going to sell training for. Like our bodies are not seasonal. We have our bodies for our whole lives. So what practices can we do that support us and help us feel good for our whole lives? There are fads out there who sell these short-term fixes and lose this much weight in 12 weeks and do this in eight weeks and ignore that, friends. It is just noise. It is people trying to take your money and sell you a quick fix. Statistically, people who have started those sites of training and they may, may lose weight. You might lose weight in 12 weeks. But statistically, it's more likely that once your 12 weeks is up, you're going to gain more weight plus more. And this is not truth that's being sold to you by the fitness industry or by trainers. They're trying to promise you that, you know, you're going to magically have this thing happen and that's going to be it. You know, tick that box, the rest of your life is all merry and sweet. And this is not true. We want to look at how we can do things sustainably long term that over time are going to help you get what you want, but also help you feel good along the way that are positive, that don't leave you feeling like you're having to limit yourself, restrict yourself, shame yourself, punish yourself. None of that is okay. Now, when we do strength training, because we're doing it so chill and we start so gradually, it means you can really get a good feel for the movements you're doing because we want to train slow, slow movements. Slow movements are controlled movements and we definitely don't need to go super heavy. As I mentioned earlier, around 60 or 70% of what you could maximally lift and then you would start with three sets and three reps and once you felt really good about being able to do that for three sets and three reps you would do three sets for four reps and then you would work on that and once you feel good about doing three sets for four reps you could do three sets for five reps so it's a really slow and gradual progression, right? Strength doesn't come quickly. And I have made the mistake in the past of trying to rush it. And that is when injuries happen, friends. <laughs> I can definitely speak from personal experience when I've thought, well, I've got this. I can do it. I can do it for three sets of three. I'm just going to do four sets of four now or four sets of three. And it's too, sometimes it's just too soon. So take it slow. If there's one thing I can recommend here with training, take it slow and introduce it into your life slowly as well. If you're just new to getting moving, you do not have to move your body every day. You don't even have to move your body every second day. Start with twice a week. Start with something that really feels achievable and comfortable because training is not all about being uncomfortable. It's not all about smashing yourself it's not all about doing the hardest that you can that's that's not training smart and we want to train smart so that we can train long term that we can move our bodies long term so taking your time introducing new things slowly is really important because when we first start moving our bodies and learning new things we don't have the stability that might be required to do things heavier or things faster so we need to allow our bodies time to develop and adapt. And that is building strength. That is what building strength is. It's our body's ability to adapt and stabilize itself in new situations. So when it comes to movements you want to practice and develop strength with, think about what activities 
do you just want to do in your general life? What things do you want to get stronger doing? Because your training also needs to reflect the general activities that you're going to undertake. There's no point in necessarily focusing on being able to do the heaviest deadlift that you can if outside, you know, maybe it's not going to give you so much benefit. When I mean, I say it's not, I know there's people who do that because it's fun and that's okay. <laughs> you know, there's all different ways we can train for all different outcomes. But really, when you're getting started, think about what you want to do to help your everyday life become a little bit easier. And then think about those six fundamental movements. Again, they are the push, pull, hinge, squat, lunge, and carry. I talk about them in episode 15. I'm linking it in the show notes, friends. Go back and listen to that episode if you want to understand those foundational functional movements a little bit better. Because when we work on those movements, we are developing our bodies in a way that help us get stronger for our whole life. And remember, it's not about hitting a certain image. Strength doesn't have a look. Strength doesn't have a physique. Strength doesn't have a certain way of life that you have to live. It's about moving in ways that help you feel good, that help you achieve what you want to achieve in your everyday life. So if you're doing those six functional movements, then you're pretty much going to be getting a well-rounded program that overall is going to help you do the things in life that you want to be able to do. It doesn't have to be complex. It really doesn't. Keeping it simple, keeping it to nice, basic Easy movements that feel good for you is what is most important. And we're not taught this stuff by the fitness industry, by other trainers. They want to make things look fancy and show off and be really flashy and like, look how heavy things I can lift. Look what I can do here. It's like, that's great, but it doesn't have to be like that. Now, let's say you don't have access to weights. You can still strength train. It's totally possible. Again, those functional movements of squat, deadlift, lunge, push, pull and carry can all be done without weights and they will build strength in your body. So just start where you're at. Keep your movements slow. Slow movements are the key here. See, when we move slow, we are controlling our movements. And when we are controlling our movements, it means we are using more muscles in our bodies and when more muscles are working more muscles get to develop more strength and more muscles get to stabilize our body so we are safer and we are also developing that strength slow movements are safe movements we aren't pushing our joints into positions that may not be stable when we're moving slowly and that's something that we're not taught either you see a lot of Boot camps and high intensity training, it's all about doing things fast. Fast movements don't mean anything if they are not done safely. It is only how you hurt yourself. If a movement is not done with quality, you're not going to get a healthy result from the movement. So if you don't have weights, start by moving slowly. Doesn't matter what you're doing, what movement it is, move slow. Or try practicing static or tension holds like planks, wall sits, stuff like that where we've got to get our muscles to engage and stay tight for a short period of time before they relax. They are a great way of developing strength. So if you were to do a couple of slow movements like some slow squats, 
or some slow lunges and then mix that up with some static holds like a plank or and whether that's from the floor whether that's from an incline like from a bench or a wall it doesn't matter where you're starting but finding a few movements that you can do that resting for three minutes in between each single movement you are guaranteed to get stronger friend you don't need a gym you don't need equipment you don't need shoes shoes are overrated I don't train in shoes. I've been training for almost eight years. Never trained in shoes, unless I'm on the rower. <laughs> Otherwise, you get blisters. <laughs> I have learned that the hard way. <laughs> but in a nutshell, friends, that is strength training. We train slow. We train with control. We train with a moderate weight for a shorter period of time. That is how we build strong bodies. So let's recap here because we've gone under some really cool stuff and we've looked at what strength training is. And strength training, again, is the development of strength in our muscles. It's not about getting bulky. It's not about getting lean. It's not about any of that. It's purely about working with our bodies with what we've got to help them get stronger because strength does not have a particular physique that applies to it. And that is one of the coolest things about it. It doesn't matter how you look. You can be strong as. And it is empowering. Being strong is just empowering. You can do the things that you want to do. Yes. And it's because you've got strength in your body to do it. Regardless of how your body is able to move, there are going to be ways that you can develop some strength in your body. And we've looked at how strength training influences our bodies. Remembering we keep our sets and reps low. Working in a ladder is really great. So starting with three reps for three sets with a three-minute break and building up progressively from there. And then once we get to that top point, we increase the weight and we go back to the bottom again. We start with three sets and three reps at a slightly heavier weight because we've gotten stronger, which means we can do a slightly heavier weight. <laughs> yes, it goes on forever. <laughs> but if, it's, if you don't want to increase the weight, Stay at that weight that you got, five sets, five reps at whatever weight that you feel comfortable to get to. You're going to be getting what you want there, friend. But the rest is what is important. Resting for at least three minutes. We want that lactic acid out of our muscles before we go again. That is key to developing strength in our muscles. And it's also a key to not getting super boggy if you are someone who wants to train without getting a lot of bulk. And we've looked at also what you can do if you don't have weights by moving slowly, slow control movements, and coupling that with some static holds or tension holds. And guaranteed that is also going to build strength in your body. Now you can check out all of this in the show notes. There was a lot I'll be going to run down. I'll be putting in all the sets and reps and how a ladder works in there. So if you need to visualize that by seeing it on a page, it'll be there for your friend. I know it can be confusing when you're just hearing me talk about it because sets and reps are not something that everyone always talks about. So it will be there. There'll be examples. You can check it out. I'll put a little example training session in there that you can follow along to. Find what feels good for you as always. Now, if you want to get in contact with me, if you want to ask me some questions about today's episode, if you want to learn a little bit more about strength, you can get in touch with me through our website, which is www.fearlessmovement.co. You could message us on Facebook 
at Fearless Movement Collective. You can jump onto Instagram. We are big on the Instagram. You can message non-gendered fitness at non underscore gendered underscore fitness. You could message Fearless Movement Collective at fearless underscore movement underscore co or me directly Bowie as the dot no dot t dot nb. Yes. <laughs> so until next week, pals, remember... Your training doesn't need to have anything to do with fulfilling a stereotype. When it comes to strength training, there is not a certain quotey fingers type of body and there is not a particular look. Big muscles don't equal strength and are not a requirement to be strong. Have a ride as day pals. Right,